0: hello and thank you for joining us here on the growth medium podcast my name is sarah and i'm a first year medic here in the uk and i'm also co-host to the growth medium
1: and my name is mem also a co-host on the growth medium podcast i'm a third year biochemistry student and a blogger on bymem.com just to give you a little insight about who we are we bust myths in science and health by talking to the experts and sprinkling a little bit of controversy in there
0: I guess you could call us the Mythbusters.
1: Severe eye roll. Anyway, we use evidence based research as our weapons of choice. And don't forget, this season we're overlapping culture with science.
0: Absolutely. And to be part of all of this, all you have to do is join us every Monday as we learn more and grow our mindsets together.
1: Enjoy, and let's get on to the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Growth Medium Podcast. We're talking about a particularly important topic today and really this is going to be talking about obviously science and culture and merging the two but we're going to be quite reflective on this
0: topic and it's going to have quite an undertone of wellness to it. And so at the time of this recording we're in lockdown 3.0 now in the UK and I guess one thing we can say that has really suffered during this pandemic is um, the population's mental health And the state of their mental health and so today we just really wanted to chat about this topic and about the different about the different factors that can cause poor mental health and just try and reflect as Mim said on what we can try and do to maintain a good mental health or just like remain as cool as possible.
1: Yeah and what we won't do is talk about clinical depression or anxiety disorder or anything like that because those are really bigger topics and we don't have obviously the qualification to talk about what's normal and what's pathological but I think one thing I can say with confidence and there's studies about this is that the pandemic has caused people to become a little bit more anxious to become a little a little bit more a little bit sadder as well and a little bit more worried and so we'll start by explaining the science behind this a little
0: bit and yeah yeah so as mem said we're going to start off by talking about the impacts the impact of the pandemic and then we'll go into the science as she said and then what we also want to do is talk about our experiences and in particular the seven day self-care series that we posted on instagram when we were in lockdown
1: 2.0 yeah if you're not sure what that series was sarah and i followed um the five steps to mental wellbeing by the nhs um and we made a little series on instagram about how you can do this o- um during a lockdown um so be sure to check that out if you need any ideas. But yeah, it's going to be quite reflective. We're going to talk about the techniques that we used in that series, what worked and what didn't.
0: Alrighty, let's get started. Do you want to go ahead with the science, man?
1: Yeah, so again, I won't go too much into the science because this is a very, very complex issue. Um, But anyway, let's get started with um, depression or general feelings with sadness. So I'm sure most people know by now we follow this theory called the monoamine theory. And that's where we think that neurotransmitters, which are brain chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, epinephrine, aren't actually taken up by the brain effectively. So they don't, um, the receptors just, they don't bind to them
0: Uh uh-huh okay but it's not that simple is it i think i'm sure there's a lot of factors that affect the situation and the severity of the depression and how it impacts someone
1: definitely so we can kind of put the causes into three broad categories so there's biological there's psychological and there's environmental and these come together to kind of you know give that pathology And even within, like, biological factors, there's more factors. So things like genetics, neurotransmitters, which is obviously the chemicals. I listed three chemicals, but there's more that might be involved. And even something like neuroplasticity can play a role into this and the neuroplasticity is actually something that i'm quite interested in that's the idea that um, new neurons are formed when you have experiences or memories and these neurons are continuously um, regenerating broken down and actually in depression it suggested that these neurons they don't reform as efficiently as before and it's really how these factors intercept to cause all this that um might give rise to depression or depression like symptoms
0: yeah it's really a complex topic isn't it but then if we bring it if we bring it back to the pandemic and how the pandemic itself has impacted these feelings of depression so can you give us a bit more on that
1: yeah, I mean, on a population level, it's been a huge, huge thing. I mean, globally, uh, the rates of depression and anxiety actually have gone up by quite a bit. And I can say even in the UK, um, the hotlines or the helplines um, from mental health charities, their calls have increased by at least 50%. Um, yeah, and there's various studies that have shown this to be the case. And I think one that I found quite interesting was actually the case in Bangladesh. Um They found that around 82, like 82% of uni students are experiencing mild to severe depression symptoms. And this is during the pandemic. And this could be because universities are closed and they're not sure what's gonna happen with their future. And 87% of them are also experiencing anxiety. And we'll touch on this a little bit later. But again, this is a pattern that we're seeing around the world. And I've linked again all the studies and everything in the show notes. And honestly, This is really, really devastating.
0: I can imagine. And I mean, it makes sense that during the pandemic, these mental health um, situations like depression, anxiety have increased because and it's associated with like school closures um, and just the whole situation is really stressful.
1: And there's actually a biological basis to that as well. So, if you're in a stressful situation, your brain can actually sense that. And when your brain senses that, it turns off or turns down the genes that make the neurotransmitter receptors, which, you know, I didn't know (laughs) that our brains could do that. It's incredible how, you know, our brains can sense that.
0: Is it got to do with like levels of cortisol in the body? Right now, the
1: neurotransmitters that they think are involved in this is um, obviously dopamine, epinephrine and serotonin but they also think GABA plays a role and I'm not sure whether cortisol is part of this Um, but I'm sure as the research goes on we'll find out more.
0: Okay it's crazy how your brain can actually acknowledge the situation. Mm Mm-hmm like this and realise that okay this is a stressful situation but it kind of makes sense because from a point of evolution um our brains have been adapted to recognise when our bodies are in a situation of stress depending on I guess the the neuropaths that are firing um and it's it's similar with anxiety isn't it so some level of anxiety can be normal and protective um but some people may feel anxiety to a much higher level
1: yeah so with anxiety it's actually more to do with our response to fear so um you might as you said evolutionary uh, evolutionarily our ancestors they lived in different circumstances than we did right so they would see i don't know a wild bear (laughs) that can come and attack them and obviously in that situation having a fear response is beneficial to them because it would help them get away from the bear um but in modern times it's more that that fear that kind of um factor that would lead to change doesn't really exist anymore exactly it changes and anxiety actually tends to be the avoidance of that fear and like you said there's a healthy level so of course um some level of anxiety is protective for us it makes sure that we don't do too many risky things um but like depression, there are biological, psychological, psychological, and environmental factors that contribute to it and can make it um, get to a higher level that may impede on people's lives.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, anxiety. When you said the fear that we feel, and anxiety is meant to stop that fear from happening. For example, it when you talk in front of a whole bunch of people in a large a large group of people you fear going up there so you feel anxiety beforehand is that the Mm -hmm. case
1: yeah so it's yeah yeah I guess so so you'd be fearful of stepping on stage and talking in front of everyone Mm -hmm. and then you'd feel about uh, the anxiety which would be the like I guess Mm -hmm. the knots in your stomach the heart palpitations that oh no like I really don't want to do this
0: the feeling sick and yeah
1: yeah so it's said that anxiety is actually a secondary emotion and fear is the primary emotion so fear um if in case you guys aren't aware primary emotions are ones that you can tell by looking at someone so um if i can see sarah smiling then i can tell that she's happy that's a primary emotion and secondary emotions you can't see so yeah so it's important to note that the methods and the techniques that we're going to talk about in a little bit, they won't actually be helpful for those with anxiety disorder Mm. or depression, like clinical depression. And that's because that needs medical help to sort out what the basis of the issue is and, you know, uh, deal with that root cause. But what we're going to talk about more is... How to deal with general higher levels of anxiety and depression amongst the pandemic? Because I think there's a difference between obviously a clinical level and um, a quote unquote normal level.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so the science behind anxiety, what have you read about that?
1: So, from what, I'm re- uh, from what I read, it's actually well uh less well researched Mm -hmm. than depression um but really what it's got to do is our preconceived thoughts about ourselves our environment particularly ourselves and then it's how our body reacts to those thoughts so for example i might have failed a test and trust me i failed many (laughs) many tests um but you might actually view that failing a test as a failure on yourself right And then this will lead you to having a belief on yourself that you're worthless or you're a failure or you're dumb. And instead of doing something to prevent um, you from failing another test, like revising more or revising more effectively or getting feedback, you would just not do anything or really stress about it. And yeah.
0: Okay. And then so this becomes a problem specifically when exactly...
1: So it becomes a problem when it impacts your performance and mm-hmm. when it impacts your daily life. Um, so, for example, you're, if you failed a test, you're probably not going to do great on the next test if you don't revise for it, right? And you might not revise for it because you're so anxious about the, result, uh, about the result of the first test and therefore anxious about the result of the second test. So this would put you kind of in a spiral and... It's quite like upsetting to me because I've heard a lot of people talk about um, their value in regards to their education, their academics particularly. And a lot of these preconceptions are actually quite inaccurate. And then they, because they're inaccurate, they impede on your coping mechanisms, right? And obviously in terms of mental health, um, having a variety of coping mechanisms is what we need to be able to keep our core, to be able to stay as content as possible
0: yeah it's as you said you you said something that i wanted to ask you actually um you're talking about these miscon the inner inaccurate misconceptions online What what exactly are you talking about the preconceptions about failure and about how people are coping what exactly did you mean
1: so what i mean is that um our preconceived notions about ourselves in terms of how they relate to failure so for example Mm -hmm. in this test situation you failed a test right you're not a failure because you failed a test but people will think that they are a failure because they failed that test so that preconceived notion is quite inaccurate because you're not a failure it's just one test that you failed you know um so i think one thing that's quite interesting actually is the dichotomy between um labeling ourselves as something versus labeling our actions or our output as something else but that's a whole um different discussion
0: yeah and i think anxiety kind of blurs the lines between those two where you start genuinely believing your conceptions of yourself and and it becomes it becomes reality for you when in fact it is it, kind of like a, I don't know, a fog over your eyes and stops you from taking the logical steps towards improving yourself when you can you can really do that. But then you just think that, oh, okay, that's my limit. I can't do anything more. Um, it's debilitating. It's quite sad. And everyone's experienced it at some point, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we both still experience it at points, you know. Um. I mean, just
1: personally, like, I've not really experienced anxiety before. Um, obviously, I've experienced a normal level of anxiety about, like, worrying about something. Um, It's only been like this year where obviously I'm in my final year of university where I've experienced that anxiety a little bit more because it's the whole thing of what am I going to do after university and couple the pandemic on top of that. It's not really that great. But um, regardless, I think having, you know, strategies to help cope with that anxiety, to cope with that worry is really what... helps people kind of acknowledge that anxiety acknowledge that feeling but then be able to um, have methods to move away from it and then generally be a bit more content
0: yeah so in terms of like you saying you don't feel that especially the like the last year and you've got a lot on top of your mind a lot's going on um I definitely have an issue like myself I have an issue with overthinking and i think that overthinking leads to ang- anxiety a lot of the times when and then i make it a bigger deal than it actually is um but sometimes it's nice just just i think it's important to st- take a step back and think things through think okay why am i panicking or what's going on but let's get into those coping mechanisms um as we talk about the different reels that we posted yeah
1: basically i found this like a few months ago i can't remember when um but the nhs uh, basically copied Mind Charity, which basically copied the New Economics Foundation in um, developing five steps, five short-term steps to improve general well-being. And what Sarah and I did was we kind of tested each one of these steps. Uh, we did some reels on them. We talked about our experience, and I think we want to just go into that a little bit more. So um, the fir- and just as a pointer, a lot of these. Um, steps are very helpful in general. But I think one of the issues that I personally found when I was reading about this is that these steps, you can't do a lot of them <laughs> in um lockdown. So we really want to give some ideas in how you can incorporate these steps into lockdown. And surely that should be helpful.
0: Or just modify, modify these steps into something that is actionable during this lockdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the first one is connect with other people. And I think this one can be fairly obvious right like obviously having a human connection with someone hugging someone talking to people is something that helps give you some kind of peace it gives you a sense of belonging and self-worth um it gives you emotional support so you can if you have a good circle around you it helps give you that emotional support and it gives you the opportunity to share positive experiences which is something that i think is quite can link back to what sarah said because we tend to focus on things that are negative in our lives we tend to overthink them a lot but sometimes having that opportunity to talk with others about the positives in our lives really helps us show a little bit more gratitude and feel a little bit better um but naturally this is very hard in a pandemic
0: and i think as you said it's important to focus on the positive experiences because There is quite a lot of negativity going around. And sometimes it is nice to rant or just to Mm -hmm. let it all out, you know, to those you love and just have a good chat with them. And going back onto the overthinking point, something you might think is such a huge deal, when you talk to someone about it and break those ideas down with them and you talk and have a conversation, you realise it's, oh, it's actually not, as huge or as like Mm -hmm. devastating or as huge of a deal as you think of it as you think it is um and that can often be the case once you verbalize your worries you realize okay Mm. it's i'm just overthinking it and so it can help to connect with other people that way yeah
1: and that's not to say that obviously your worries aren't um valid right because absolutely not no yeah what might be a big issue to you is gonna be it might not be a big issue to someone else, but I think like you said, talking about it can really help put things into perspective. In terms of why this actually works, we don't know. <laughs> we literally don't know. It's just more that there's been surveys that have been done. Um there's been one by the National Survey of Psychiatric Morbidity. And they showed that um or they found that in adults aged 16 to 64 in great britain there was actually a significant difference between groups who um so there were two groups one who were controlled and one who were mentally ill and what they saw is that social social participation was something that really impacted um beneficially uh those groups and so then how do you do this in a pandemic <laughs> do you have any
0: tips zoom zoom <laughs> I think I'm all zoomed out right now. Um, everything is literally on Zoom, FaceTime. I face, uh, I FaceTime Mim's sister quite a bit because we're friends. So I'm always, whenever Mim come, goes into <laughs> the front room, she finds me on the phone there in the background. Um, or it's just you know talking with my family. I guess we see a lot of of each other nowadays. Um, but yeah that's the thing maybe catching up with some old friends that you haven't had the time to catch up with before because you know um life just you know gets in the way um those would be my tips pick up the phone or facetime zoom i skype no one really uses skype anymore oh
1: my god so um earlier my friends and I we for some reason live in 2005 Skype. so um, we used to use Skype oh. we used to use Skype <laughs> so i mentioned yeah so i mentioned in a blog post i think that my friends and i we talk every single sunday at uh, 7 p.m. and uh we have like we tell each other how our week went and then we go and play among us we probably need to find a new game now because among us is a little bit november 2020
0: but anyway I think that's that's another way people connect quite a bit through Among Us. Yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to use Skype, and finally, finally, we've upgraded, and we use Zoom now. Don't use Skype. Um, yeah, the quality's quite bad, isn't it? Horrible quality. disgusting. Gosh. But. Um, yeah, so I think my tip would definitely echo on Sarah's points, which is, um, you know, have schedule a weekly call if you need to schedule one because I think, I know a lot of us, uh, particularly young adults, are super, super busy with uni or work or whatever it is. Schedule that call, send a calendar link if you need to. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> and, um, you know, just sit down and play some video games. For us, it's Among Us. I talk to so many strangers on Among Us. That sounds so unsafe if you're a kid don't do that
0: but um yeah okay and then on to the next reel that we posted about um the topic was be physically active now among the benefits of being physically active other than its health benefits um and the fact that it improves your mood and just makes you feel less lethargic and and quote unquote lazy during the day um it can also just help raise your self-esteem you feel good about yourself and then you have these like chemical changes in your brain they're really sort of endorphins and like it stimulates um the recovery of brain cells or neurons if you want to call them neurons and it's just it can has so so many benefits and especially because we're all in lockdown and we're staying at home it's important to make sure you're getting your exercise because you're not catching the bus or you're not catching the train and um you take those small little bouts of of quote unquote exercise even though they're not exercise it's movement of some sort yeah you take it for granted um but so it's very important to be aware that you stay physically active during this time and as well it's a way to like set goals and to challenge yourself so i've recently started skipping and Mm -hmm. i am she's moved on from running now (laughs) i go through phases it's a thing um i've started skipping it's actually inspired by this instagrammer and youtuber dina tokyo you know her
1: yeah
0: yeah so she started skipping during lockdown as well and i was looking at her her story and she's such she's so good It's like I want to skip like that and it seems to be the thing at the moment everyone's into skipping now and but it's so fun you get like a full body I'm I can go on and on about it I'm really enjoying it so just by setting small goals like okay I'm gonna do 100 skips today or I am gonna improve my technique or gonna try and perfect this trick these small goals just make life a bit more exciting you know it gives you something to look forward to you know something to accomplish um and it can make all the difference
1: honestly when it came comes to being physically active i'm not um i'm really trying to work on becoming doing some exercise and whatnot and what i found particularly interesting on like a biological level is the growth and recovery of the neurons because i talked about before how there's neuroplasticity and how that changes because of depression so i didn't actually know that exercising can help uh with that process of trying to recover your brain cells but anyway um i guess like the only difficulty that i can find in terms of being physically active in lockdown is like lack of space or like lack of confidence so for example um i've i have been working out a little bit more um during the pandemic because what else is there to do um so i've been doing like a lot of like dance workouts um there's yeah it's fun there's a lot of youtubers who do like a tiktok playlist and then they do dance workouts and they like trick you into squatting people they trick you into squatting and doing planks so you know it's really fun and the only thing that's that's a barrier to me is i don't like working out in front of my family
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what i kind of get that because it's just you know it's like something you feel guilty or self-conscious about when there's no need to feel self-conscious about it like you know if you're doing like a literally like a 10 minute workout in your bedroom and then someone opens the door on you it feels like you're doing something wrong
1: yeah 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 for me it's not like i feel like i'm doing something wrong i just feel so embarrassed and so self-conscious like, you get
0: all embarrassed all in, the- <laughs> in yeah so like i
1: have to close the door and stuff and i have to do it at a time when none of my family are awake so like 6 a.m 7 a.m none of them are awake so i can do that but then i also have to make sure i don't do a workout that includes jumping because i don't want them to hear me jump
0: yeah that's what i mean you get embarrassed yeah
1: <laughs> yeah 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 but um so in terms of being physically active honestly there's so many tutorials on youtube chloe ting she's the one who you know ruined us (laughs) exhausted us in lockdown 1.0 but who's to say she can't do it again um and it's i think my god i can't explain how good it is for you um you know we say that the NHS suggests that you should do, like, 150 minutes of, like, moderate intensity exercise a week. But honestly, even just getting up and just, I don't know, skipping for 10 minutes, running on the spot for 10 minutes, that can be so, so helpful. And we actually talked about this in our finale episode, which we recorded before this, Um, that just sitting, like, we you know lockdown we're sitting in front of a screen for eight hours a day just every hour getting up and just like moving for a few minutes that's so beneficial not just to your physical health but your mental health as well
0: yeah especially when you know you get into that afternoon slump especially Mm. after lunch or you're just feeling particularly lethargic after doing loads of work yeah it's amazing the difference like literally Mm. just a few a few skips or running on the spot, or a few jumping exercises, running around with my siblings. It makes such a difference to my focus and concentration. If I had just sat there and tried to struggle through the, my lectures or whatever content I was trying to cover at that point, I wouldn't have gone through it as efficiently as I did after that 10 minute break of movement. Um, so yeah, it's something definitely to look into.
1: And just like an FYI, it's not something like don't feel bad about yourself if you can't, you know, reach the goals that you set for yourself or you can't include exercise every single day. It's just about trying. Um, It makes all the difference. It does make all the difference.
0: Yeah. Don't put that pressure on you. Don't put that pressure on yourself. It's not worth it. (laughs) Putting that pressure on yourself
1: (laughs) in terms (coughs) of the mental health, it's going to regress you back. We're doing this
0: to improve our mental health. If you feel guilty, Mm. there's...
1: mm, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the third tip is to learn new skills. So I have been not really doing this. Um, Okay. I feel like I'm just going through these tips and being like, yeah, I haven't done it. Um, (laughs) It be what it be. But regardless, I guess um, the most relevant thing I'm learning right now is some art. Uh, Let me say that better. The most... Um, interesting thing that I'm trying to learn right now is some art techniques, some watercoloring and calligraphy, because I recently started bullet journaling, and oh my god, it's so yes,
0: she's joined the club.
1: You're not even in the club, though.
0: Excuse me, just because I don't do journaling doesn't mean I don't do watercoloring, calligraphy, okay, and I hand lettering. I thought you meant the bullet
1: journaling club. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, like I. Oh my god, my sister started started bullet journaling a few months ago, I think, like, at the start of the academic year.
0: She started the whole thing, didn't she? <laughs> she
1: did, and I used to look at her and I was like, isn't this just a waste of time? Like, you're spending <laughs> hours at the beginning of a month setting up a theme, and then you have to spend, like, an hour every week setting up a weekly spread. Um, My god, was I wrong. I take those words back because i so i did like she's loving it i'm loving it i did like a watercolor theme for january i'm doing a watercolor theme for february and it's so so relaxing so it like in terms of the nhs they say that it helps with create positive feelings and a sense of reward and i can like completely agree with that because at the end of these five hours that you spent watercoloring you have this hopefully (laughs) beautiful spread of work that you did and you get that satisfaction and even if it's ugly it's fine because you've made it although i guess that comes to
0: the whole thing of like if that's it yeah it's a very fine line isn't it because mm. i remember doing like some pictures just no journaling guys just watercoloring doing my painting if something goes wrong I was not happy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like a small mistake or something. It makes me really quite frustrated. And I think it's just going through the motions and appreciating that. It may not look perfect in your eyes, but it's definitely, it's art. Art is not meant to be perfect.
1: Mm. And it's also that perfectionism, isn't it? Um, I'm (laughs) trying.
0: No, it's not. It's about trying something new.
1: Yeah, no, like if you are a perfectionist, which I used to be, I still quite am, but being a perfectionist you can kind of you're never going to be satisfied by what you produce so trying to break away from that mentality and kind of being like one thing that i've that's really helped me is if i watercolor something my january theme if you've seen on instagram um it was like a like a night sky and i drew some christmas trees and stuff um and i hated the way my trees came out i hate oh my god i just biased it but then i was able to sit back and was like you know what in totality this actually looks okay and at the end of the day i produced this i am not an artist and this looks okay so it really helped kind of i guess yeah like give that that sense of reward and that sense of like yeah i did this that improving that self-worth kind of thing
0: okay and then the fourth reel we went over was give to others did we do this one yes we did we did which so
1: one is this? this so this is the first one i did this one um i made like little hot chocolate stick oh you did the
0: hot chocolates yes okay so the fourth reel that we did was well it was actually the first but fourth idea okay is giving to others now mim honestly this was so cute you made these little hot chocolate sticks for your friends um and wrap them all up and did you post it to your friends? Yeah, I
1: posted it to them. Oh,
0: so cute. And it's just just giving to others makes you feel amazing, I think. Definitely. You know when you give a gift to someone and they're really happy with it and they appreciate it. That warm fuzzy feeling inside mm-hmm. is what we mm-hmm. all need.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. You know the the thing that um people enjoy giving gifts more mm-hmm. than receiving them. I think that really applies here. And I don't want to, like, toot my own horn. Like, I'm not, you know, (laughs) Mother Teresa or anything. (laughs) But, um, you know, just showing some appreciation. Like, it doesn't have to be anything big when it comes to giving to others. It doesn't have to be anything physical. It could just be giving your time. It could be sitting down and talking and um, really listening to your friends or your family. Just giving them that appreciation. Um, It kind of goes back to connecting with other people and um creating those positive feelings and again i understand that in a pandemic this is so so hard Mm -hmm. to do um but i guess like i guess one way you could do it is you know having those things that you make or things that you bake and posting it out to your friends or even again just going back to um having like a zoom call with your friends and having a real heart to heart with them that can really help out have you done anything (laughs)
0: okay she has well um we did earlier in in the pandemic obviously when it wasn't such it wasn't we weren't in lockdown we did we do like to give food to our neighbors um it's kind of a thing like if we have a barbecue Mm. or you know we have some some nice baked goods just uh pop some over to the neighbors uh so that does feel awfully good especially when they enjoy it um but other than that i've just been reward giving people my time and my ears to listen to them
1: (laughs) but you know what it's funny that we mentioned this because i literally oh my god so today i had a dream so i had a dream that i was doing that i completed two bullet journal spreads for two of my friends so one each and then for one of my friends it was like a purpley like gradient kind of theme and for the other friend it was like a winter night sky theme and so the person so the friend who got the purpley theme they really liked it they really enjoyed it the one the the one that got the night sky theme they hated it (laughs) It's the they same hate- night
0: scheme, the night time scheme that you have on your journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So they hated it, and I did like all their weekly spreads and everything. And they in the dream they were like, "But I didn't ask you to do my weekly spreads." Okay. <laughs> and I, was the- like, I was like, "Oh, this is really upsetting." Now, the th- like just a PSA. My- I don't think my friend would be like this in real life. I like, I really hope not.
0: Don't think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i texted oh her gosh. i texted yeah. her saying what the, what my dream was and she was like to be honest i'd be annoyed if the, um you did all my work for me in my bullet journal and i was like yeah but i don't think you would tell me to my face that you hated the spread that i made and then i didn't get a response <laughs> after that so um yeah man regardless
0: you still have positive feelings in a sense. <laughs>
1: there's a caveat isn't it you have positive feelings when your friends or your family or whoever appreciate what you've given them
0: i think with each one of these steps as we've learned there comes there's always like a little catch
1: yeah 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 (laughs) i mean it's contingent upon having a good support system and having um i guess not a like a what am i trying to say like, for example, with a physical activity, you said I said that you can feel a bit of pressure on yourself. It's just having that flexible mindset as well, I think, um, that can be beneficial. Mm-hmm.
0: Flex- yeah, I like that. I think flexibility and balance and being understanding to yourself
1: mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're so kind to other people. I mean, hopefully you are. Be kind to so, yourself. But be kind to yourself as well. Um, all right the last thing is mindfulness. Did we
0: do a reel for this? I think I was... Oh. Did we do a... Mindful... Yes, we did. No, we did. I think... Wasn't I writing?
1: Maybe. I thought you did that for a new
0: skill. Wasn't I drawing? No, we did. Let me see. New skill. It wasn't a new skill, though. You didn't... Ah, yes. I did the
1: journaling. I did the journaling for mindfulness. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Okay. so for those who don't know what mindfulness is um i think it's becoming more and more popular now but it's essentially kind of training your brain to be more present in the moment um to kind of yeah be more aware of like what's around you um what you're consuming what you're seeing what you're feeling what you're smelling what you're hearing and The whole purpose is to try and enjoy your life a bit more. I guess that's a huge, huge purpose. But um, the idea is that you can understand yourself better. And if you understand yourself better, you know what upsets you, what makes you happy. And then you can adjust accordingly to have a more fulfilled and content life.
0: In a sense, it's a way of reflection, isn't it? Just taking a step back thinking over what's happened thinking and as we've mentioned before it's very important to reflect and we've done it multiple here we are reflecting um and we've done multiple reflections throughout this year um yeah so yeah as you said just being more present in the moment um do you have any do you have any like mindfulness tips that you do how can this be actually developed implemented yeah yeah. So different
1: people find different mindfulness, uh, mindfulness techniques useful to them. So some people really like meditation. Um it doesn't have to be a long meditation. It can literally be in the morning for 5 minutes, um having that zen time. Personally, that's not for me. I mean, my mind races at god knows what speed. Um and to me like i don't know i i'm quite a self-aware person anyway like i know my strengths my weaknesses what i like what i don't like and i think that comes from i like there was a period of time where i was journaling pretty much every day so it was not last year the year before 2019 and i started a summer job and then when i started that summer job i committed to writing at least one page every single day um for as long as i could to write down my thoughts my feelings my experiences and because of that i was able to learn a lot about myself um i learned that i hate retail (laughs) um and yeah so for me that's been the most effective method just having a period of time where i journal and also reading through those journal entries right because you can write it all you want but if you're not going to read over it if you're not going to learn anything from it then to me that wasn't really mindful it wasn't really training myself or anything um so i did read over them and honestly like i was quite lucky because i had quite a positive experience Um, so when I was reading over it it wasn't anything triggering or anything like that it was more funny (laughs) like I read over some of the stuff and I was like what are
0: you thinking (laughs) (laughs) that must have been interesting honestly I just I don't think I could maintain a journal Um, looking back on my daily routine I don't really have any set time aside uh, to just think about how things are going and be present in the moment (laughs) because my life is pretty you know, fast paced. Yeah. Um, I guess moments where I just sit down and have a thing. <laughs> on the toilet. Like on the toilet no, I'm just- So
1: you're not a waste <laughs> man? Or oh, you know what? In the shower. The shower's a good time.
0: I don't think I do not I don't I don't really have any set moment. I do reflect, but in in more of like just when I'm about to go to bed, which is obviously not the best time to be reflecting because You need to go to bed. That's often... That's probably why I struggle to to sleep sometimes because... Because it can lead to that overthinking as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I think maybe perhaps I do need to implement some things. But uh, yeah
1: um what might be good is online you can find either journal prompts to help you get into that reflective mode and you just write it down in a notebook or um so I have a planner um so I have a planner and the planner actually so every day you obviously have a section to write down what you need to do for the day what your to-dos are but also you have a section to say what the best thing for that day was so you have that every day and then at the end of the week you have like a weekly reflection so it's like okay these are the the best things that happened this week these are the worst things that happened these uh, this week i felt this a lot of the time during the week and this is how i can improve from that and um and then on top of that you have like you bring that all together at the end of the month and see you know are you closer to your goals etc etc so i think um that might be beneficial for some people i know some people who do bullet journaling have like mood trackers and stuff um that really helps with the them being in touch with their thoughts and their emotions um it's about finding what works for you and a technique that will be helpful to bring mindfulness to your life so yoga doesn't work for me but journaling and writing that uh writing down reflections and gratitude and all that does
0: yeah and um just a little
1: pointer Mm -hmm. that's
0: not to say i don't reflect (laughs) Because it's very important, especially in the medical field, to be very reflective. I do have a lot Mm. of activities assigned by my medical school, but the reflect the reflection I do do is um solely academic. It's more of academic what I'm doing at university, you know, and all the the medical aspect. But in terms of my emotions, I guess I just do that on like just as I'm going through the motions in the during the day. It's just like I kind of you're aware in a sense of how you how you feel today. You're aware of okay, I'm feeling a bit tired, maybe take it a bit easy. That's my kind of um reflection process. But it would be I think it would be very um it, good for me to implement some kind of journaling technique. Although it just takes very long and I need to buy a journal. You don't have to. So, um there's some
1: influencers who do like a five-minute journaling in the morning. So they just spend five minutes in the morning to write in a notebook what they're thinking and feeling. That's it. And that really works for them Um, because obviously they're really busy and they're able to just get some mindfulness in. Um, You can find prompts online. So I know... There's another YouTuber who uses these prompts in her bullet journal specifically to just get an idea of what to write. Because sometimes you're not thinking anything. You don't know what to reflect on. So just finding a prompt online really helps. Um,
0: But during prayer, there's often a lot of reflection. But <laughs> so that's another <laughs> aspect that I guess is different, not applicable to, to everyone's lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, but I don't know if I should mention it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like a lot of people when they go into prayer regardless of the religion that's when they get a time to think so again it's just finding what works for you um but i think that's where we're going to end it for this episode this episode ended up being way longer than i imagined but we can perhaps reflect on that and be And I don't know what I'm trying to say from this. I don't know where I'm going. We can reflect on this.
0: You can rate and review this
1: episode. (laughs) Beep anyway okay um so i think that's where we're gonna end it for this episode i hope you enjoyed it and make sure to follow us on instagram at the growth medium you guys
0: can rate and review this episode please 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 let us know your feedback let us know what you think of what we've discussed here today um and as mim said check us out on instagram at the growth medium and we will see you in the next episode which i believe will be covid obesity, and bme or being you guys next time bye